Good evening. It is time for the Fumble Newski Podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So buckle up. We're in for a wild ride. I'm your host, Adam Bry, with Justin Tucker. Brian is out tonight, so it's just the two of us. So we have lots of off-season stuff to get into, lots of exciting stuff. But first things first, we have some tragic news from this past Monday. Former wide receiver Vincent Jackson was found dead in his hotel room Monday morning. He was just 38 years old. An investigation is still being carried out as we speak, so more details to come on that. He was a three-time pro bowler. He eclipsed 1,000 yards in six of his 12 seasons. Very impressive career by Mr. Jackson. He made the AFC Championship in 2006 and had several other competitive years with the San Diego Chargers, with the likes of Rivers, Antonio Gates, and LaDainian Tomlinson being his teammates. So he had some very good years in his early career. Very privileged career to start um so justin what do we make of this guy's legacy before i start talking about his legacy first off uh my condolences go out to vincent jackson's family uh 38 years old is way too young to lead this earth so my thoughts and prayers go out to them now about his legacy i think he's had a very very good career I wouldn't say Hall of Fame worthy, but I think a very underrated career when you look at the numbers overall. He had some great years at the tail end of San Diego and then at the beginning years of Tampa Bay. He had a very solid career in the middle. It took him a while to to progress, but over time he got better. He's not one of these receivers that just stay at a certain level. He actually got better over time because he actually worked at his craft. So I believe he was a very good receiver of his time a solid number one and overall a very good player may not be hall of fame worthy, but great overall. So this is a guy who's had, whose career, when you look at his statistics and look at his name, you wouldn't, you, he's very, he's extremely underrated. Um, yet he may not necessarily have been hall of fame caliber, but he's still, he was still one of the premier uh, receivers of his time in in the league. Um, he had some. Now he started off in his competitive. He had very competitive years in San Diego, and he was he was finished his career uh, racking up statistics in Tampa Bay. Now I know that's kind of the uh, Tampa Bay is sort of the place where players go and kind of get forgotten, um, mm-hmm. and but. I think what you what we fail to realize is in Tampa Bay he was putting up statistics as well, and he was having very good seasons. Um, so all, overall, an amazing career um, and also a great person. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the, his contributions, uh, he play he was um, he contributed to uh, play sixty um, for the NFL. Um, he came back to speak for high schools. Um, he got into into a little bit of trouble, I know, um, back in uh, back I believe in 2012 when um, he dropped. He it was a small thing, just drove with a suspended license, nothing too serious. He, mm. I think he was suspended a few games, but other than that, he was a great person. Um, so it's it's really sad to see a person, a man like this, go. Um, great career, um, 
and a great person as well. Um, so thoughts and prayers out to the Jackson family, all family and loved ones that were close to him and and still are now. Um, it, it's really sad. You know, there's players in the league right now who are pl- who are playing at 38. So just to think about that, it's just so young of a time to go out. So um, rest in peace, Vincent Jackson. Thoughts and prayers to your family. Um, you will be deeply missed. All right. Um, so we're going to get into some off-season coverage. So first we're going to start with the latest uh, thing going on, and that is that J.J. Watt, uh, who has been one of the premier defensive players in the league in the pa- mm-hmm. in, ever since he was drafted, really, on the Houston Texans, requested a release and the two team, the two sides between him and the team, they mutually agreed the part ways. He was officially released on Friday afternoon. Players around the league are have been making an effort to recruit him, and it's been really crazy. You know, like everybody around the league, um, players, superstars alike, everywhere have been all, all over Twitter. Uh, former players, media members, fans trying to going just scrambling to try and recruit this guy because he is a real he is a real special talent. Um, so there there's reportedly over a dozen teams interested, and I think that's an understatement to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so Justin, where do you see JJ Watt ending up this off season? If I'm being realistic, I can see him going to Green Bay. They run a three four defense. He can fit into their scheme. He's played in the 3-4 most of his career, if not all of it. They have a good defense up in Green Bay, and they have title contention up there. They have the talent and the resources around him for, in order for him to be a title contender. And hopefully he'll be able to give them the edge to make it past the NFC Championship game and hopefully to a Super Bowl. But forget all of that. Please, please come to our team. Please come to the Baltimore Ravens, J.J. Watt. Come on, we are oh, come on, just join our defense. You already know our defense is locked down. Just, just come to us. He can fit right in. He can play the. He, we in run your three, dreams, four. Justin. He, listen, let me dream. He, we run a three-four. He can fit into our defense just well. If he can get us seven to eight sacks, you'll hear no complaints out of us. Just help our defense be competitive and keep the offenses around twenty-one points. If you can do that, we can win most of these games out here. Other than. If I'm being realistic, I see Green Bay. If I'm being a fan, I want him to be in Baltimore. Let's go. Come on now, JJ. You know what's right. Ravens Nation, join the flock. My God. He has the same chance of being a New England Patriot that he does of Baltimore Raven. No, he doesn't. That is virtually zero. I mean, maybe a little bit, but you you get the point. I don't see it. It's probably going to be – I think Green Bay – I think – I liked your first take. I like your first take a lot better. Green I Bay. love both. Both of them? Wow. He can only go to one. Maybe Listen, at the end of his career. He'll be like, well. It's Green Bay. Green Bay? That's a yeah. solid choice. Okay. What so I think. Guys? You see them going. All right. So there's a lot of good fits I see um, working out. You know, there's Buffalo, Tennessee, Green Bay. Even I think um, and I think those all make sense, but I think Mm -hmm. what's really going to work 
and what's I think is going to happen is he's been closely linked to his brother, and those two, you know, are really close. Him and TJ Watt over in over in Pittsburgh, um, and the Steelers' defense is already elite as is. You know, that team is that defense is stacked to the brim, and I think if you add um, if you add JJ Watt on another on on the edge to give this dynamic duo between these two brothers, one one Watt brother coming from one end, the other coming from another end. I think that would easily create one of the, one, in my opinion, one of the greatest defenses, if not the greatest defense in the past two decades. It could easily, I think it could easily rival the, um, in a different way, the, uh, it has potential to rival the, Denver Broncos in 2015, and I think it it comes close to the 2000 uh, Ravens defense. Oh God, stop it! Back in those days, would you? I think it has the potential to. It has the potential to. They have the personnel to do it. Listen, they don't have a game changer linebacker called Ray Lewis. That let's just put it. Let's just stop it right there. They don't have a Hall of Fame member in their secondary called Rod Wilson. Stop it, Woodson. Stop it. You, you can some, have the their secondary Broncos. is not as strong, but that that the um the edge rushers would mm-hmm. make up for it. One hundred percent. They like I said, in different ways, they they would be real, it would be effective, right? It would be from their pass rush. All right. But I mean, I really do see and. If he if he does come to Pittsburgh, I see a lot of similarities to the the 2015 Broncos team. All right, they have an elite defense. They have a good offense surrounding their aging quarterback. Um, I think this all follows the 2015 Broncos. Uh, now, whether or not that actually pans out is remains to be seen. Like I said, this is this has the potential to work out this way, but it ha- definitely has the formula of a 2015 Broncos team or a 2000 Ravens team where their uh, their offense is good enough to manage to not turn the ball over enough and win games on defense. Because that okay. defense that defense is already elite, but add in add one of the premier defensive players in the game to an already elite defense and you have trouble. That's not, that's going to be, Oh, just think about it. Listen, I, I know, I know what you're doing here. You, you chose, you chose the Steelers just to piss me off. I, I see what you're doing you and off. it's working. You know, I'm a diehard Ravens fan and you chose JJ Watt to go to the Steelers and you just to irritate me. And you're using that convenient excuse. Oh, he must've played with his brother. I could care less if he's my brother. It's still, mm, oh, you're really doing it to me. Uh, I think he's mm. going to join his brother. I really, I mean, I didn't think about it before, but it is pretty funny to see you pissed off. Not going to, uh, not going to. Oh, that, that just uh, irritate me to no one. He's, come on. It's, and would also, you not want, even just put aside, put it, take your Ravens jersey off and think for a second about how great that defense would be. Just look at it as an NFL fan, as a football fan, not just as a as a arrogant Ravens fan, not arrogant, okay, biased Ravens right. fan. Just look, look at it that way. 
I'll take my bias out of it. I'll, I'll look at it like the playoff game they had last year. 45 to what? 35 or 32? 45 you know, to 32. You know, damn well with J.J. Watt, they cut that half, that that point total in half. Stop it. That offense cost them the game. No. I don't even think J.J. would help them. It's going to come down to how well uh, Ben Roethlisberger can take care of the football. See, I, br- I brought comparison. I brought down comparisons, aging quarterback to aging quarterback. Obviously, there's a huge difference between all-time great Peyton Manning, who is a very smart individual, to Ben Roethlisberger, who's Ben Roethlisberger. All right, but what's that supposed to mean? I don't. I, th- I just think he's not that good at protecting the football. I just think he's more just like huck it up there and hope Antonio Brown is up there. And he, Antonio Brown used to be there, and now he's Listen, not. They had Antonio Holmes. He was there. Now he's not. He had Emmanuel Sanders. He was there. Now he's not. Mike Wallace. Mm-hmm. You know, you had all of these weapons. And, I mean, Juju's okay. And um, I really like um, – Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, but mm-hmm. I mean they're not—they're not Antonio Brown. And, and who it is? And I think um, Ben Roethlisberger's age is really starting to show, and that's a problem because he's more of a because Ben Roethlisberger is such a gunslinging player. It will come down to how well Ben Roethlisberger can manage the football, how mo- how long how well he can manage the game and just keep the ball, take care of the football, keep it from being turned over and keep the opposing team's offense off the field and just allow the defense to win the game rather than for Ben Roethlisberger to lose the game. Even though I still think uh, Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career is better than Peyton Manning was at at his end point in his career. Can we at least agree on that? Ben Roethlisberger is better. So they have they have some advantages over the 15 Broncos that the um that um I disagree the, um, that the Broncos don't have they have I disagree I think the Broncos offense had a better running game that the Steelers have if they don't have a running game they're basically just begging you to throw it at that point because they can't bank on the run to win them the game one of many games I right. like Benny Snell as a Football player, I don't like him as a Steeler, but as a football fan, I like him. But he's not that number one back. I thought James Conner was going to be that. He's not that either. He's had two extra seasons to prove he had. He's that, and he's not. So I don't know how to feel about their like running core right now. The running back core. Well, they do have James Conner. Yeah. Um, and they could also they could also pick up a guy in the draft. I mean, Najee Najee Harris. Is that is that is is that how you say his name? I, I'm Nigel not sure. Uh, Nigel Harris, I think he's a solid player. Um, mm-hmm. They could they could find somebody else in the draft, but I think they have a solid. Um, I think they have a solid chance to improve there, and I think honestly their pass game is bet their passing game is better than the 15 Broncos. It's hard to it's hard to deny that with Peyton, with the state of Peyton Manning's arm at that point in his career. I know mm-hmm. at I know there were some games where he had Brock Osweiler in there who was able to uh, pump some energy a little bit, but there's only so much that Brock Osweiler can do, yeah. um, you know. So I don't know. I just see him as a stealer, 
And I mm-hmm. think just, it, the world just feels so right when the Steelers are driven by their defense and they're just trying to manage the game. It just feels – it just gives me a 70s Steelers feel, you know? Yeah. Doesn't it feel a little bit like – wouldn't that be cool at least? No, no, it wouldn't. I no, think it no, would. No. You think right. it would. Yeah, I, I don't think it's cool because we got to face them twice a year and maybe a third time. All right. All right. So they we'll do – okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree here, all right? Um, so let's that. move on. We go from the hottest topic in – well, the the, re, the most recent topic in J.J. Watt to his teammate, who is the hottest topic of the offseason, Deshaun Watson, well, his former teammate. All right. They're about to both leave. But Deshaun Watson has been involved in several trade rumors surrounding the entire league Um since requesting a trade it's been absolutely crazy all right um he's been and it's all linked to these players for for to these teams for stupid reasons okay like uh, the dolphins have been linked to him in rumors because simply for the fact that they've gotten uh pictures of the players now there's other reasons why the dolphins are involved there's um a lot of it's that's a pretty popular belief that he could be in uh on the Dolphins, but that's just kind of the the, the mayhem uh, that is the trade rumors surrounding Deshaun Watson. Um, even an ex-GM uh, from the Jets, uh, he suggested that the Cowboys would be a fit for a sign-and-trade. Uh, a reporter for the Miami Herald suggested the Jets and Dolphins would be his top choices. Um there were the Broncos and 49ers rumored in the Watson sweepstakes as well. Um, so basically, in a nutshell, your guess is as good as mine when it comes mm-hmm. to um, where Deshaun Watson will go. I mean, seriously, he could go to any one of these teams. He could go to a team that I'm not even mentioning. So he's rumored with practically almost the entire league. Um, so basically, since we can't, since it's hard to really guess where he's going to go, why don't we talk about what team rumored with Deshaun Watson would be the best fit? What, where, where do we feel he should go? All right, Justin, what, who do you think? Where do you think he should go? To be honest, if I'm Deshaun Watson, the one place I would like to go to to where really expand my game and to show like I can be a big time quarterback and be a franchise quarterback for a team that wants me, it's actually in the Bay, uh, San Francisco. Uh, the, the 49ers, I believe, have everything you need for a starting quarterback to be successful. They have a amazing run game to the point where you just need run, just any type of running back, and it schemes the running back to have like gigantic size holes because of their because of the scheme and because they have Trent Williams on the left side, Mike McGlinchey on the right side, and linemen that do their jobs properly. So of course you're going to have like hundred yard rushes like it's nothing. And so having a running back by committee is good in that sense. Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayuk are good caliber wide receivers. George Kittle still might be the best tight end in the game if he can stay healthy. Because when he's healthy, oh boy, he's a, he's a load. Oh my goodness. And that 49ers defense, still pretty good, all things considered. So if they still want to compete, I believe Deshaun Watson would be the thing for them to go to. Because the NFC West is pretty stacked at quarterback now. There could be an argument made that Jimmy G 
is the fourth best quarterback in that division now. Because Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray are the other three quarterbacks in that division. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I am not absolutely sure Jimmy G is our guy, I'm trading him and a number of picks away to Houston, and I'm trying to grab Deshaun Watson to come to San Francisco. That's a good one. They're going. They go all in at that point. They have the, a good young roster. They're bringing in a good young quarterback. Um, that's a good. Um, and I think you bring up a good point by saying, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson. If they don't bring in Deshaun Watson, they'll probably have to commit to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And at that point, if you look at how their their division rivals are kind of getting better. And now they might even have the he uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might be the worst starting quarterback in their division. Um, that becomes a problem. Um, mm-hmm. So they may want to go all in. I think that's a fit. But I think one of my personal favorites for Deshaun Watson would be the Miami Dolphins. Now this Ooh. is a team that has a good pass catching corpse with Devonte Parker and Mike Jasicki. I think they have a they have a good offensive line, kind of sort of in the middle, might need a little bit of improvement. And that pass catching corpse, corpse I was talking about, um, it's very I think it's very good. Um, they do they probably would need some improvement there, maybe a number two behind De, uh, Devontae Parker. I think they're set at tight end. I think uh, Mike Jasicki and both and Devontae Parker when given a Deshaun Watson, will elevate their game um, and they'll, um, they'll, be much, um, they'll be much better. They could be easily number ones. So my only focus here for the Miami Dolphins, if I'm getting Deshaun Watson, is they get a number two receiver. They get a little bit of improvement on the offensive line. Um, that, great, that defense has been, been – is great it's they built it through free agency and through trades um it looks awesome and it's all it's bound to get better mm-hmm. um, and not only that i just think deshaun watson would look great in miami colors there's just something about him just thinking about him in a miami dolphins uniform that just looks badass and mm-hmm. i just love it like i just want to see him in um, I just think he like, and for a franchise like Miami, I just think that's a great fit for him. He's going down south. He's still he's staying down south um, all around. I just really like I just really like it. Uh, the Miami Dolphins they have the assets to do it. They just need to be able to pull the trigger and kind of go all in for these next few years. Um, but overall, um, I think the only issue with that would be uh, the Buffalo Bills, who are in their division. But I think add this guy onto that onto this roster, um, and they're elevated to about the about damn near the same level as uh, the Buffalo Bills. They certainly have a better defense. That offense may not be quite as electric, not quite the options that uh, Buffalo does. But I think they stack up right with them, and I think that's better. That's a that's better competition to face than going into the stack division of uh, the 49ers are in the uh, the NFC West. I think yeah. that makes I think it makes things a lot harder 
for San Francisco. Um, and I, I just think it would be less competition there. So bottom line is um, after a few pieces of a- pieces would be added, I think Miami would be a good fit. And they could be one of their, they'd definitely be in the mix to uh, win the, win the, um, to win the uh, AFC and wind up representing. Yeah, the problem is, I see what you're saying about the AFC East is like, is comparably easier to the NFC West. And I can see the similar, I can see the argument for that. But as a totality, the AFC, is objectively harder than the NFC, like as a whole. So I believe if he stayed, if he went over to the NFC and he actually went to an NFC team, all he has to do is get a divisional game and then win two more games to make it to the Super Bowl. One of those teams has to be an NFC East team. That's easy. That's easy money. I'm sorry. They they're just not doing too good right now. Yeah, of course. They're the NFC yeah. East. Yeah, they're, they're even called the NFC Least right now by everybody. That's how bad they've been. NFC Least. It, I remember it, when the AFC is, East was called the AFC Least. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for those teams because injuries and just not playing up to their standards is hampering them. But, hey, that's what happens. But overall, see, I, could see, I could see them competing because the Saints won't be what they used to because Drew Brees will not be on the team anymore. The 49ers need him. Brady and the Bucks seem like the biggest contenders. The Packers, who I like, seem to always choke in the big moments. And who else is there, really? I mean, I think, I think, like, see, the, the AFC see the is only, only tougher because of Kansas City. And I just no. think Kansas City's bound to regress after last season. What happened? I disagree. I disagree. Who, well, who, who else is a Buffalo? Buffalo in their own division is a tough matchup. Right. I think Balls Buffalo's and... competition, but I think they stack up right. They stack right up against them if they, um, if they get Deshaun Watson. Even when even when they were a playoff team, when they went up against Baltimore, they got killed. So I'm not like I'm like iffy about him against Baltimore, even if on a team like Miami. I think Browns are subjectively are subjectively better than most of the teams in the NFC. So like I can name like four or five teams that are go, are better, and I can make a case for other teams that are going to get better in the future, like Oakland and the Chargers. So it's like. I don't know how I feel about the NFC because they're some of their records look good on paper, but overall they just seem like beatable. And that's why I'm like, if I'm Deshaun, I kind of want to go over there. And, and I think he's the perfect fit for that Shanahan offense. He, he would be very, I do like, like I said, I, I do agree with you on that. I think he would be a better, a, I think he would be a good fit in San Francisco. I just think that division gets extremely tough and there's no guarantee they even make it out of their division. Um, and I think mm-hmm. you're the, the NFC is a lot as a whole is a lot tougher than you give it credit for. You know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming off a lot of momentum as well. You failed to mention them. They're bound to only play better. That team seems to play to ride off of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sure the Saints are going to regress a little bit, but I still well a lot. But uh, also look at look at Tampa Bay. They're gonna they're gonna rise up even more. Uh, yep. Green Bay is still up there as a as a team that that might be they might be bound to do, to regress a little bit, but they still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have a, an elite offense, and they still have a very good defense. All right, so just sorry about that, folks. Technical dis- difficulty. Um, we're gonna pick up right where we left off at our last take, which was talking about where Deshaun Watson should go. So what I was basically saying is um, uh, uh, to argue against Justin's take that he should go to San Francisco is basically that I think the a- the NFC is a lot tougher than you give it credit for. Um, you mm-hmm. might maybe uh, you might be right. The a- you can make a case that the AFC is a little tougher. But I think the NFC is is near a lot closer than you think, and I think when it comes down to it, I think when you're comparing, you look at their divisions, which is the closest competition they're going to get. They face both. They face all of their, the teams in that division twice. All right, so that's going to make it a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, as I was trying to say it before uh, we experienced some difficulties it basically is that um, when you look at Green Bay they're bound to stay good at the very least and there's a couple teams you can look at in that division who could stay who could be good as well mm-hmm. such as the the Chicago Bears depending on who they add at quarterback uh, they, I think they have a good surrounding roster, good defense, some good pass catchers. Uh, you look at my, uh, Minnesota, they have a great roster. I think the issue with them is their quarterback is a little mediocre. But I think if you look at the rest of that roster and their roster as a whole, uh, they can be a competitive team. Um, so look at the whole NFC East. Um, or, yeah, the or the entire NFC um, I think they're a lot more competitive to give them credit for. And this is a team that um, I think will obviously be competitive. Uh, they could be in championship contention, but um, I think if you look at it, I think you just look at their closest competition. And I think, and I hate to say this as a Patriots fan, but if he goes to Miami, he has he could have two wins um, against the New England Patriots and against mm-hmm. the Jets. All right. Do you um, think you, you got to start off four and zero with those teams? I think it, very easily, and I think he could he could they could easily take a game against Buffalo, and then um, facing the rest of the AFC, I think they can I think they can win enough games to be in contention for the, for the AFC East. And also for in to be in contention to represent in Super Bowl 56 next year, and I believe it's a real possibility. I think it might be a little easier of a path just because of the divisions. Um, if you look at um, if you look at um, who they face, because they have to face the guys in their division twice, and yes. it's hard. 
it's going to be hard to beat the Rams twice, the Seahawks twice. All right. Um, so that's going to be a really tough division. Yeah. Um, I see your point. I just feel like in that system with those weapons, with that team all around them and that scheme, they'd be one hell of a team to stop. They'd be hard. I agree. They'd be electric. And I think that uh, I think that it's surrounding offense is underrated, severely underrated. All right. We look at that entire receiving uh, group that came out of the draft this year. We I don't think enough of us look at Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really should. And I don't think people look at Debo Samuel either. And they definitely should as a number two guy. Uh, George Kittle has kind of been the lost guy, the forgotten guy in the whole league of tight ends and the pecking order of tight ends, sort of. Uh, he can e- He's easily a top two uh, tight end in the league when healthy. Yeah. And we've seen what they've done, what they've been able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing to him. Just imagine Deshaun Watson throwing to him. So that's crazy. I think we can have a mutual understanding between our two takes about mm-hmm. Miami and uh, San Francisco. I think they're both good fits. I just like Miami a little more. I get it. I understand it. All right. So a nice little agree to disagree um, mm-hmm. there as well. I think the uh, the last one was a little more violent <laughs> just <laughs> just from me mentioning the Steelers. Steelers. Oh, um, uh, so moving on, uh, Carson Wentz a few weeks ago, we all know he was uh, he's rumored to be uh, traded and actually not even rumored. He's most likely going to be traded in the coming weeks. Uh, but to add on to that, there's a report coming out that the St- Zach Ertz is now believed um, to also be dealt away or at least released. And he could easily be uh, added in to um, in a package deal with Carson Wentz, um, the Eagles previously stated, uh, now this is really interesting because the Eagles previously stated they wanted a similar turn return to, to the Matthew Stafford deal, that return, um, if they trade away Carson Wentz. So I, so there's a strong possibility they could be including Zach Ertz in order to get closer to that return. Now I think we can both agree, even with Zach Ertz, that trade just doesn't uh, fetch anywhere near what Stafford got. That's just, mm-hmm. I think what Stafford got was overpriced as is. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth, uh, it's worth asking. Um, so where do you believe Justin, the pair will end up if they are traded together in a package? If there's one place I do believe they'll end up. And if they do get traded, one place I do believe is that will take a, like a flyer on them. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago's a playoff caliber team. They made it as a fringe playoff team last year, backed their way into it, granted, but they still made the playoffs. Their defense is very solid, not like their 2018 season, but still solid nonetheless. I think it's become poignantly clear that Mitchell Trubisky is not the franchise quarterback. I think it's clear that he cannot lead this team in the playoffs because in the playoffs, he ain't like that. He really ain't. He can. He may be able to win you one playoff game, 
But do you really trust him against Brady? Do you really trust him against Rodgers? No. I don't think he can go point for point with those guys. So I feel like if it's a trade and if it's a quarterback that really interests them, like a Carson Wentz, and they can get Zach Ertz out of it, I believe they could go for a first and a fourth and trade and get get Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz to add that offense. Because I believe Matt Nagy will then open up the offense to Carson Wentz because I believe Carson Wentz is – a better quarterback and is able to do more things than Mitchell Trubisky can. So I believe if he's able to do that, then I think the sky's the limit for the Chicago Bears. Right. That's that is a team, the Chicago Bears, and that's it's, this has been a thing a couple of years now, where the Chicago Bears are kind of they have a great surrounding roster and they've never really had that quarterback who can uh, fully. Um, achieve the uh, tap in on the potential that they have. You know, that defense has been elite for a few years that um, they have some very good pass catchers with Allen Robinson. Um, they have those, they have that other kid. I'm blanking on his name. Who's number 11. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mooney. Mooney. Yes. He's a, he's a very solid player and they also have, uh, Jimmy Graham still, who's a viable option. They have a very good running back who is on the rise in David Montgomery. Uh, they also that offensive line might need some help, but other than that, if they just get a quarterback, that team is in contention. They easily rival the Green Bay Packers as they once did once upon a time. Uh, they. And I think they're better than the Vikings as well, obviously, um, mm-hmm. as they were this past year. But this is um, – that's a good fit. What I, But what I think is the better fit, and I'm going to go into the AFC with this guy too, with mm-hmm. these two as well as I have with these – my past other takes in our previous segments with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. I think uh, – I think Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz are best fit in Indianapolis or New England. And here's why. Both need a quarterback. New England also needs a pass catcher. I think Zach Ertz would be perfect in the scheme that Bill Belichick has. He loves tight he loves tight ends in his system. Mm-hmm. Um they they get the quarterback that they need. He has a similar play style plus a little bit of mobility to Tom Brady. So I think he would work a lot better with Tom Brady with uh sorry with Bill Belichick than um uh than uh Cam Newton did in recent years. Um so I don't think Indianapolis necessarily needs Ertz, but um add him into those that core of pass catchers with Pitt, with that new kid Pittman, with um, Moa Lee Cox and Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton, uh, you have a – and that defense as well, you mm-hmm. have an electric offense led by Carson Wentz, and you have a just a well-rounded team to go along with that defense, and they could be contenders in the, in the AFC. Um, so that's, so that's a, that's a destination. 
that's a destination that I feel would probably the probably be uh, the best fit. Uh, so it makes it makes sense for both teams if they're willing to pay the price. That is a big if, especially for New England, because they that's because Bill Belichick seems like the type of guy who just wants to cheap out on everybody yeah. and just kind of wants to cheap his way through wins. I think he consistently forgets that he he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. But um, if they were to land these two, either team, it would be extremely beneficial for him. And I think for New England, for New England, it's a good start to their rebuild process. And I think they get competitive again. They would just need a receiver. And with Indy, this immediately turns them into – this puts them in the mix to eventually uh, contend for a – uh, to make it to the Super Bowl, and we'll, it remains to be seen what will happen once they're there. Yeah, I agree. If Carson Wentz can be 2019 Carson Wentz for that team and not instead of this past year's Carson Wentz, if he can just revert back to that Carson Wentz, oh, they're contenders. And if he can become 2017 Carson Wentz, where he was almost the MVP before the injury, oh, my God, they're dangerous. They are dangerous. But that's a huge if based upon his injury history. But if if he can be 2019, which isn't too hard to ask for, yeah, they're contenders. And they'll be back in the playoffs again. And they almost beat Buffalo, which tells me they could be contenders in the near, near future with an aging Phillip Rivers at quarterback. So I think they have a bright young future with Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. I believe their offensive line is awesome, even though I think they need a left tackle. Hit up your boy, the Ravens, and, you know, we'll give, we'll give you Orlando Brown for that first-round pick you guys got. Much appreciated. And some other picks. And other than that, their defense is solid, even though they might lose Xavier Rhodes. I think they can find more depth in years at the draft. So I think all around there, that's a very solid landing spot for Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. I believe if you get Zach Ertz, they can do a lot like a two-tight-end set with Jack Doyle. And that could be even better under Frank Reich's offense. But I feel like in Chicago, I feel like they need him more than Indianapolis does. I just it just feels like something they need more of. Because they've been suffering at quarterback for so long. They haven't had like a good quarterback since Jim McMahon. I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as a quarterback. I mean, Rex Grossman. So do you really – do you think that it's – which team do you think has the better shot of turning becoming a, a contending team if they land Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz? Chicago or Indianapolis? I think, a better, I think they're a more of a contender because they have more pieces around them than, say, the Bears do currently constructed. <laughs> and space. Yeah. So, like I said, I think the Colts are a better fit. They become a sure thing. I think obvi- it's obviously New Eng- uh, Indianapolis over New England because New England isn't as – that's New England's just kind of pouring my biased Patriots fan yeah. uh, into it. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that, that is a team that could use them. Two, two spots where they're very desperate for help at. Uh, but bottom line is I think Indianapolis or New England would be uh, a, probably the best fit. I think the Bears are a good fit as well. All right. Um, so I think we can stand. 
yet again to agree to disagree on this. I, I think this is a record. You agree? I, yeah, I agree. I think I'm I prefer, but I'm not going to say I dis- vehemently disagree with you on this. I could see him in Colts uniform. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It's very it's very tough because I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Deshaun Watson. It's like mm-hmm. your guess is as good as mine when it comes to predicting where he'll end up um, as opposed to so we're kind of just looking we're just kind of trading ideas for who we believe would be the best fit who we think should he should go to rather than where what will happen because we don't know so we're kind of playing this whole um, hypothetical game um, but it'll it remains to be seen but all of these players will end up on new teams eventually uh, most likely by the end of this offseason uh, so it's going it it could come sooner rather than later. We'll we'll figure it out. That's kind of the fun thing with this offseason is there's a lot of excitement uh, figuring out where these players will go. All these star superpower teams uh, who had these star players, they're going to be trading players, and it's going to be crazy to see all these players go, especially in this offseason. And I think we can all we can stand in agreement on that one at least. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, So that'll be it for us tonight. Uh, Thank you for listening to us. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Fumble Rooski underscore podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Over and out. JJ, come to the Ravens.